Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow up my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2022. And this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I analyze weather data in order to come up with some picks on the totals. I will make a play on every game, Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most, or my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, lights, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend you to scale your wagers. With that in mind, please understand good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, we had, going back since the last time we talked, right, we had Friday, which was an awful day. Saturday, which was so amazing, more good than Friday was bad. I thought Friday was bad. Yeah. Monday was fantastic. Tuesday was fantastic. Yesterday was awful. Yes. I'm getting whiplash from this like <laughs> all or nothing type thing. This can't yeah. continue. Like we're just going to have like a random day where we go like break even at some point and we can all just like relax and not be like super high or low, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've been doing this podcast for probably, I don't know what, nine months now or something like that. I don't think on Best Step I've ever had a day where I've lost every single bet until this past week and I think I've had two. So wow. yeah, yeah. It's just been one of those weeks where it's either been really high or really low. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just been really strange at this point. I'm just, I, I would be happy with like just a normal, nice, yeah, positive yeah. day or a, a nice, right. even like small like minus one day. unit or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, why, that's why I say it's interesting. I always say the same spiel and it's, it's just funny the seasons of gambling, right? There's, there's good variants. There's bad variants. You're going to have like some highs that are really high. Some lows are really low. And, and, you know, for the season, we're still at a 5% ROI. We're still up almost 20 units, uh, still up at a 6% ROI for the week. So overall, it's still good. It's just, yeah, it's been really weird. It's been so feast or famine. And, and I don't think that's going to continue. It's just a interesting artifact of the way this last like week or two is gone yeah. uh so it's just just interesting to me i don't think it means anything going forward uh but yeah if, if you viewer are, are getting some whiplash i am too <laughs> without it's gone so far before we get to today's yeah. slight some reminders uh, please hit that like button if on youtube if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content this channel provides share with a friend if you know others in the game hit us up on twitter or drop a comment if you're on youtube we love those and try to respond to as many as we can because, Jared, I'm going to let you kick us off. we got a lot of afternoon games today, if that's your thing. 110 Eastern first pitch, Giants at the Mets. Anthony DiSclefani versus Carlos Carrasco. What do you got? I feel like we're all forgetting that Carlos Carrasco used to be a really, really, really good pitcher. And then he had a lot of injuries. And you know what else? He got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. That kind of, you know, is a problem. And so he has overcome that. He's finally overcome all of his injuries, just like everybody else, you know, kind of struggled in, in 2020 with the, the shortened season and everything like that. Obviously, you could say this with everything so far this year, but small sample size so far. But it's looking like he is back and and playing at a very, very high level. Um, so that makes me feel pretty good about the under seven and a half here against against the Giants. Um, I, I think right now there's not enough respect for what Carlos Carrasco is doing. And I think there may be some values on the unders, at least in his, his next few starts. So I'm going with the under seven and a half in this Giants-Mets game. I, I like the under a lot. Um... Because Jared, we, we don't usually we talked about this previously. We don't usually talk about our picks. We just kind of go go with it. But on this one, I said I really liked a couple of different things, and I kind and I said you take one, I'll take the other. Because there's a lot to like about this game. I do like that under. I agree with everything that you said. 
And and I'll even elaborate on Di Scalfani. I think he's also underrated. He had a great year under the radar last year. I think both of these pitchers are underrated. Carrasco really didn't pitch well last year, but the whole cancer thing that doesn't mean that yeah. who knows. And that's the thing, yeah. we just we really don't know. Like it could be that his body's just different now and he's not the same guy. And that happens even aside from a diagnosis like that. Yeah. Sometimes guys just lose it, right? Yeah. And uh, so he may in the whole year not be good, but yeah, small sample so far. He's looked like the old Carrasco. Uh, Di Sclafani, again, a good pitcher. I really like the under as well. I'm actually going a different angle because I also like this one a lot is Giants plus one and a half. You have to lay a pretty good price here, laying minus 176. I'm making that a B pick. It's kind of, as I mentioned earlier, it's kind of a B plus pick. It only isn't an A pick because that's a lot of units to lay. And so I don't want to, you know, be over-invested in this. But I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. And I think there's value on the Giants here just because of the number. I make the Mets a minus 108 favorite. That gives them about a 52% chance to win. On the money line, the Giants are plus 119. So there's value on the Giants. You can look Giants or you can do what I'm doing. I'm going run line. I don't do a lot of run lines, but I think this is going to be a low scoring game. And that plus one and a half, I think is worth a lot in this one because I could easily see this being one, one, two, two, maybe even three, three late. And then at that point, you're just, just need one run. It uh, doesn't matter who gets it. And then we've got uh, a winner on that one. So be pick for me, Giants plus one and a half, laying some steep odds there. And because of JoJo on the under, I like that a lot too. There's a lot to like about this one. Otherwise, it's going to be moderately chilly day not bad for new york standards um winds mostly across so the winds aren't going to affect anything there so it's not like we're going to have gust blowing blowing out or anything also went to eastern white Sox at the guardians got the double header winner yesterday with the guardians on both picks there if you followed along with those on twitter i didn't cover those on the podcast there were so many games to cover it was easy to kind of skip the double headers uh i'm going back with the guardians again today plus 129 b pick my thoughts are kind of the same as they've been yesterday with this i'm just kind of trusting the model the model thinks uh it's only be 127 so i'm getting a little bit of value that's how both games yesterday were it wasn't a ton of value it was just a little bit of value and that turned out to be the right side the difference today, the White Sox do have a starting pitcher edge as opposed to yesterday, but I just think there's value here at this number at plus 129. I'm going to take it and hope that uh, it's a coin toss kind of thing. We may win, we may lose, but at plus 129, that's a long-term successful play. The winds are going to be blowing out or out and across to right field at double-digit miles an hour. So uh, total's a little bit scary there just because you never really know how that's going to play out. Both pitchers are okay could be good, could be bad. You don't really know what you're getting. Kind of a mixed bag with both these guys. Uh, so I'm staying away from the total. I'm taking the Guardians plus 129. Cousin Jared, what do you got? So we're going to bring out the, the longest running Cousin Jared gag here. And I'm this close to being done with both these teams. <laughs> Except in baseball, the season's so long. I can't We, we just that. got going, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can't say that. But So let me rephrase that. I'm this close to taking a break from both yeah, of yeah, these teams. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I, I know the model has an edge on the Guardians here, but it's just not quite large enough for me, especially with both these teams. It felt like when they've zigged, I've zagged. And so I just I haven't gotten right this year. Um, so I'm, I'm laying off of this one, even though there's a small model edge. I'm actually up 1.7 units on the Guardians and 1.9 on the White Sox, which is better than I would have thought. Cause I'm kind of like you, I feel like I kind of zig and zag with these two. That's on the, on the sides, uh, not on the totals, uh, just on mm -hmm. the backing either one of them. So yep. uh, the Guardians were a team last year that I could not figure out. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that changes because that was a frustrating thing yeah. last season. Um, Yankees at Tigers, 110 Eastern. 
the Tigers, I think, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. The yeah. last two nights, the numbers had value, and they've hung in there, and they just can't quite get it done. I, I don't think either one of those last two was a bad play. It's just sometimes underdogs hit, and sometimes they don't, and right. they just couldn't get it done. They hung in there, but, you know, that's not good enough for us. Today we're in the same boat. The Tigers has value, so I don't know. I, yeah. Let's just we're gonna do it again, again. Early in the season, like I've said before, I kind of tend to trust the model. The, I, I, it's personal preference what you do with your investment, right? My thought is stay the course until you have evidence that you don't want to. And the reason I say that is you just. I'm not saying the Tigers will win again. I still have the Yankees at winning today, 57 of the time. So I still think the Yankees probably win. I just think there's value on the Tigers at this number, but I think you stay the course because I just don't, I don't want to have a situation where I say there was edge of the Tigers and I backed it. And they lost there was an edge of the Tigers. They backed it and I lost. And then there's an edge of the Tigers and I, and I get scared and then they win. And then I don't get right, the payout. Right. But also I understand the other side of that, which is don't keep throwing good, you know, good money after bad. So I get if you're sick of playing the Tigers, but I don't think you want the Yankees. That's for sure. I just think the numbers inflated. I don't think there's value laying a price like minus 161. The model thinks it should be minus 132. So I'm taking Tigers, B pick, plus 148. Weather-wise, we're going to have winds out or across, depending on the time of day. It's going to start off chilly and warm up as the day goes on. Uh, so no edge for me on the total. I'm rolling Tigers money line, B pick. Hopefully we can get one this time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm back in the Tigers as well, man. If you looked at the the, the live lines in the middle of those games, we had excellent value yeah. on both of those games the past two nights. So I don't think you could really argue with that. I also try not to like say things that completely clash with what I know the professor teaches every day about how <laughs> events are completely uncorrelated and one has nothing to do with the other. But the Tigers are bound to win one of these games, right? <laughs> it's like, they've lost the last two. They've got to win this one, right? I know that's not based in statistics, but that's the way as a normal person this feels like. So, yeah, I've got no problems. I'm back on the Tigers again today and I feel great about it. And, and, and you do make an interesting point there. It's it's very tough to distinguish between all the things that our brain wants to think and which ones are sound logic and which ones aren't, right? Yeah. The They keep losing their bound to win. There's no statistical logic in that. But there is statistical logic in they keep losing close. If they keep playing close games in the long run, they will, they're not due but right. they will revert to winning about half of them. And so, so far they've lost more close games than they've won. So there is some logic to a team loses close. It's okay to keep backing them. When a team starts getting blown out, that's when you start saying mm. they actually aren't good. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting observation there. Uh, that'll take us to the one thirty Eastern first pitch Blue Jays at the Red Sox. I hate everything about this game. I hate everything <laughs> about the number. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm this close to being done with both of these teams as well. <laughs> Uh, Gaussman and Hulk, I, I don't uh, – both pitchers are solid. Uh, both occasionally have some blowups. I think anything can happen in this game. Uh, winds are blowing out to left around 15 miles an hour. So I, I would lean under based off the pitchers, mm -hmm. but with that wind and that park, I'm not touching the under in this one right. at all. And, in fact, if you had to, I would go over. Uh, I, I actually searched the board for the biggest plus odds, and I'm rolling with that. Blue Jays minus one and a half is, yeah, honestly, Blue Jays minus one and a half is plus 145 C pick for me. Literally anything can happen in this game. So I'm just looking for yeah. plus odds because I, if someone yeah. has a good opinion on this game and knows what's going on, great, more power to you. I don't. So I'm going to stop talking and let, and let you have it. Yeah, if, if the wind's blowing out, maybe that helps you land the one and a half runs there. Um, so I 
default to the Blue Jays in this situation, just because I think the Blue Jays are really good. The Red Sox, I'm not quite sold on um, yet. I mean, they might be fine, but uh, but the reason what gives me pause here is you know Saris had an article on the Athletic. Uh, last week, maybe, where he was looking at his stuff plus metric, and Halk was one of the most improved pitchers uh, so far this season by that metric. So, uh, not saying that gives the Red Sox an edge, edge by any means, but uh, like you said, when the model identifies no value, nothing really looks good. And I know my default way I lean is kind of going against a guy who, you know, seems to be throwing pretty well this year. This is just a big stay away from me. I know the professor feels like he has to make a pick on every game. I definitely don't feel that way. Yeah, that's my gimmick. My gimmick is I'm yeah. giving you something for every game, but gosh, I I, I don't know. And, I, and I'm totally with you. I think yeah. that my numbers have these two pitchers at about the same, but I don't think that's accurate. I think Halk's yeah. the pitcher I'd rather have. I was really hoping for plus odds on the Red Sox. Right now, uh, the, right now both sides are minus 105 apiece, and I have it as a literal 50-50 coin toss, a 50.1% win probability for the Blue Jays. So uh, if if – if you can get plus odds in the Red Sox, I think that's the side to go because I think Hawks the better pitcher. That's what I was hoping for, but at minus 105 on each side, yeah, yeah, uh, the number's not good right now. Uh, some of these early day games, the numbers move quickly, so something could happen there, and, and one side or the other presents, presents value, but as of this recording, that's not the case. Uh, 210 Eastern, Twins at the Royals. Joe Ryan versus Zach Greinke. The model thinks the Twins should be a only a minus 108 favorite. They're favored by a lot more than that. So I'll go with a B pick on the Royals, plus 115. I think both of these pitchers are pretty solid. The wind is blowing in from right field at double-digit miles an hour, but it's going to be a pretty warm day for Kansas City standards this time of year, starting off in the low 70s, warming up to the mid-70s. If it wasn't for how relatively warm it is, this would be great under weather, but the total's eight. And you just, you don't see that you need those 60 degree temperatures and especially 50 degree temperatures or below for the balls to really lose that extra carry that takes them from being third row home runs to warning track fly balls at this temperature. It's all about the wind and that kind of came up. So I'm staying away from the total on this one because the wind in tells me under, but the mid seventies goes against that. So I'm staying away from the total. I'm trusting the model rules plus 115 as a B pick uh, for me backing the, one of the many ageless wonders we seem to have still hanging around in baseball is that Grinky. Cousin Jared, what do you got? So people, sometimes you just have to listen to people who know their model, and I am just tailing the professor on this one. The reason I say that is because last time I was on this podcast, the professor said he did not have a feel for the Royals or the Tigers. He took a total in that game, even though I believe there was an edge. I can't remember one way or the other on the, on the Tigers or the Royals. So the fact that he has come around now and has enough confidence to give a B pick to the Royals uh, and a big model edge on it, I feel good about that. So I'm going to back the Royals as well. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, three thirty-seven Eastern Orioles Athletics. A heartbreaker yesterday. Uh, Jordan Lyles maybe better than I thought. I don't know. That was a, an impressive performance uh, from him. Uh, impressive performance by the ace pitchers as well. Only allowing the one unearned run. Uh, couldn't get us to the window for the A's. Cousin Jared, what do you have for us on this one today? Uh, what if I told all of you that I had a money printing machine in my house and it was called the Oakland A's <laughs> because we talked about it last time and, and really nothing has changed. Yeah. They didn't get us to the windows yesterday, but still they are, are, are a profit machine for us. So I don't know. I, I don't know when this is going to change. The model has like, is this one of the largest edges you've ever seen uh, based on the model? Uh, no, this is a 
three percent edge today. Okay. So we, which for baseball is pretty high. Uh, yeah. For baseball, three percent is one of the higher ones. We do occasionally. Yesterday's was actually a little higher. Yesterday's was four uh, percent. Uh, okay. but yeah, we very rarely see anything above five percent. It's really hard to get that big of an edge. Yeah. So still a massive edge here. I don't know what's going on. Sometimes I think I'm the crazy one, but then I see the profits rolling in and I know that I'm not. So I'm just going to ride the A's as long as the model says there's value. I'm going to be right there with them. Yep, I completely agree. We are up six units backing the A's this season. We're up backing the Orioles and fading the Orioles. So a pretty, pretty decent feel for these two teams, even in spite of yesterday's results. Um, Weather-wise, we do have rain forecasted all day it does appear to be a little spottier though so i'm hoping they can get this in especially starting earlier in the day uh they'll have a lot of chance to get in they'll they'll, they'll of course be motivated to get it in because they don't want to have to replay this game in baltimore with oakland as the home team they really like to avoid that so uh, lots of rain, slight wind blowing out, but cool temperatures. And then that ballpark, it's so cavernous. The wind probably needs to be about 30 miles an hour before you really start seeing, yeah. you know, home runs, balls just flying out of the park left and right. Uh, but yes, the model thinks the athletic should be a minus 128 favorite. They are only minus 118. I'm going a pick on the A's. Um, Cousin Jared, I think you said it well. The A's have made us a lot of money. Uh, I do think that Tyler Wells for Baltimore is the better pitcher than Paul Blackburn. But honestly, the A's have these pitchers. We talk about it. Every time we turn around the A's, they throw out pitchers and position players. You're just like, I don't think that guy's very good. And then he does pretty well. So I kind of think that's what we're dealing with here with anybody on the A's. And I don't think Tyler Wells is – he's no John Means, right? I think the A's should be much bigger favorites than they are. Yeah, as I told you earlier this week, you could suit up for the A's and you would go one for three with a walk and a double and play solid defense. So exactly. That's where I'm at. Exactly, exactly. Uh, 405 Eastern Diamondbacks at the Nationals, Zach Davies versus Josh Rogers. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Diamondbacks, offensive explosion last yeah. night. 11 <laughs> runs. Okay, people. So, that's like a month's worth of runs for them. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's where I'm going with this is, People don't get distraught that they scored 11 runs in one game. One game is not a great sample size. You have to remember how bad this offense has been. I, I'm going to bet based on how bad that they've been so far this season that this is not like some turning point in their offense, you know, just a couple of weeks into the season. I think they're still going to have a lot of kinks to get out. So I'm actually going to roll with the under nine here. I feel really good about that. I, I can't see the Diamondbacks offense turning around that quickly where you go from having numbers like seven and a half and eight to jumping all the way up to nine. I, I'm pretty surprised by this. So I feel really good about the under nine in this game. I am frustrated with the Diamondbacks national series. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, I took the Diamondbacks on Tuesday Thought there was an edge. They couldn't score. And I'm kicking myself for not taking the under on Wednesday. There's a Diamondbacks edge. But like, no, the Diamondbacks can't score. I take the under. And then they get like their whole month's worth of runs in one day. I, I feel like there's been a couple of situations like this where I'm zigging one day and then I should have zagged and then back, back, vice versa. And I'm like, man, if I could get some of those right, we wouldn't be talking about, you know, six for five, six percent ROIs. We'd be up at like 10, 20 percent ROIs yeah, if we yeah. could just kind of figure out when to, you know, and that's just, of course, the nature of the business. But uh, I think under makes a lot of sense. I'm actually going nationals minus 125. My reasoning here, 
for going nationals rather than the under is I just don't trust Zach Davies for Arizona. Mm. I think the nationals are the right side here. I think Josh Rogers is actually maybe not bad. I, I kind of in my head just remember him when he first came up having a couple of really bad starts, but I think he's actually decent. And I think a decent pitcher other, you know, yesterday aside can shut yeah. down this diamondbacks offense. So I don't think the diamondbacks are going to score which makes under nine appealing. But I also, again, I just don't know what's going to happen with Zach Davies. I don't trust him. The model thinks the Nationals should be a minus 130 favorite. And given the fact that the models tended to like the Diamondbacks and now actually thinks there's an edge on the Nationals, I really like the Nationals. I'm giving this an A pick at Nationals minus 125. I think they have the much better starting pitcher. I don't think the Nationals offense is great, but I think it's a heck of a lot better than the than the Diamondbacks starting pitcher in Zach Davies uh, and their offense as well. So I just think that the Nationals are the side you want to be on weather-wise in the 60s wins, not really that strong. And if they are, they're a little bit out to left center. I'm not sure it matters though with especially these offenses. <laughs> so Cousin Jared, you're on the under nine. I am on the Nationals at minus 125 with an A pick. 640 Eastern, Cardinals at the Marlins. Cousin Jared, take it away. So... The Cardinals are going with the opener in this game. And Jordan Hicks is the guy. Probably remember him. The guy who throws about 102 miles an hour. He's the opener here. They've been trying most of the season to get him to, you know, this is going to be the first time he's actually opened the game. They've been trying to get him a, a start the past couple of weeks. Just hasn't worked out with some rain delays and some postponed games and stuff. I don't know why they're trying to stretch out somebody that throws 102 miles an hour. Um, seems to me like, and, you know, he's been fine, but he hasn't been great. It hasn't been like, man, this guy really needs to be throwing five innings a game. You know, he, he was really kind of a situational guy there, uh, you know, had an opportunity to be their closer a couple of years ago. I don't know why they're trying to stretch him out. And as the professor uh, mentioned, I believe it was yesterday with the Rays, how they just completely know what they're doing in these games where they have openers. I don't feel like I can say that about the, the Cardinals. And, and so just with how Jordan Hicks has been a little bit overrated, I believe, I don't quite understand what they're doing here. They don't have a lot of the experience going with the, the opener. I'm going to be on the, the Marlins here. Uh, and I think it's more of, are they going to get to Hicks? I don't know. But I think just the sheer number of people that the Cardinals have to pull out of their bullpen over the course of the game, I think tilts the odds in the favor of Marlins. I'm with you there. The model thinks Marlins minus 128. It's an A pick for me in the Marlins at minus 122. I, I don't think there's a ton to say on this one other than this is a starting pitcher mismatch like crazy. And it's a starting pitcher slash bullpen mismatch because in the fifth inning, we expect Pablo Lopez, uh, who I think is still pretty undervalued, to still be pitching. And I doubt Jordan Hicks makes it that many innings. I, I can't see how far he's going to be stretched out. The other thing to, to talk about here, Jordan Hicks hasn't thrown more than 30 innings since 2018. So we don't really have a lot of faith that he's, and even in 2018, he wasn't that good. As you mentioned, he had the chance to be the closer, but mostly yeah. uh, mostly blew it. He does throw hard, but I, I don't know. And, and he came up in their system, I believe, as a starter and then was converted to a reliever. So I don't know why the change of heart, I mean, obviously different management can say what they want or, or different coaches and scouts or whatever can say what they want. But I mean, uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, not to say that he won't do well. It's very rare to see a reliever turn starter. We talked about this with Ranger Suarez. That's the the one, definitely a success story. 
But Hicks hasn't been good in a – hasn't pitched in a long time. When he's pitched, he hasn't really been that good. He throws hard, and that's his only thing. So maybe yep. it's sexy that he throws hard. But otherwise, I don't think he's that good. I think Pablo Lopez is. Cardinals' bats might be a little better than the Marlins' bats, but Miami being at home, again, as we talked about before, a respectable bullpen. Uh, not any you know great names there, but just lots of good depth and a much better starting pitcher. These yeah. odds make no sense. Minus 122 is a steal, so yeah. a pick for me there. Yeah, so while, while we're saying that Jordan Hicks isn't as great as everybody thinks he is, I have to give like an honorable mention to the run on his. I don't know if it's a two-seam fastball or a sinker. I don't know which one it is, but it's just like filthy. I mean, there is nothing filthier than a nice two-seam fastball that just like dives down and into a right-handed batter from a right-handed pitcher or like just goes in on the hands of yeah. a right-hander to a right-hander. So anyway, I just had to say that. That's like what that's like one of those pitching ninja things that you see. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god, he's, he's yeah. Like, he he's definitely guy. He definitely has the stuff. It just hasn't happened, yeah. and the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy, we just don't have enough of a track record on him really yeah. to say, you know, it, what little data we have, he hasn't been great, and it's like stuff usually equals success, but it hasn't with him. Yeah. So yeah, I think the Mullins are the are the easy side in that one. Uh, a couple of evening games here, seven forty Eastern. Pirates at the Cubs. Bryce Wilson versus Mark Leiter Jr. The weather on this one is going to start off in the mid to low sixties and close in the mid fifties. There's no real wind to speak of. It's going to start with a slight breeze out and then shift to end as the front comes through and gets a little colder. Even the, either way, it's about five mile hour wins, so we're only no Wrigley wins to speak of there. The model thinks the Cubs should be a minus 140 favorite that offers no edge on either side. Instead, I'm taking under eight and a half with a B pick. I think the Cubs' offense is decent. You know, again, not a lot of good names. They're not a great offense, but they're not horrible against the pitcher and Bryce Wilson, who's decent. Mark Leiter Jr., I don't think is good, but neither is the Pirates' offense. So I think this is going to be a lower scoring, cold weather, boring game. I think if either offense was better, I think if you had a good offense against Bryce Wilson, they could take advantage of that, or even a mediocre offense against Leiter, they could take advantage of that. But I think both these offenses aren't going to have an easy time getting things going. Eight and a half is a solid number. I'm going under that with a B pick because Jared. Yep, I am with you here. I'm taking the under eight and a half. I mean, honestly, if it were eight, I probably would have stayed away just because of the push at, the, at that number. But uh, getting the extra half run there and I win on eight makes me feel a little bit better about this. All righty. And then our last game of the night, 940 Eastern Rangers at the Mariners. Got us a couple wins already on the Mariners in this series. Taylor Hearn versus Marco Gonzalez. The model thinks the Mariners should be a minus 147 favorite. So I'm going a pick on the Mariners, minus 138. There's some solid value here. I, I, I don't know what else to say on this that I haven't already said earlier in the week on these podcasts. I don't think the Rangers are that good. I think the Mariners still have some value. Gonzalez, I think, is a pretty solid pitcher. Taylor Hearn for the Rangers, mediocre at best. I think the Mariners get it done. I like it a lot. A pick for me at minus 138. Cousin Jared. So I'm, I'm going to say what all of you are thinking. Is Cousin Jared really going to fade the Rangers on San Jacinto Day? The day where the <laughs> Texas Army defeated the Mexican Army in 1836 and won their independence from Mexico? And the answer is you're damn right I am because the Rangers are very good. So easy play for me. I'm on the Mariners here. I lost faith in the Rangers whenever uh, they 
played against Robbie Ray earlier this week. Ray had looked really poorly this season. Fastball velocity was way down, and Ray kind of dispatched of the Rangers with with no problem. So, yeah, uh, I think the Rangers aren't very good. And even though it's a great day for Texans, it's not going to be a great day for the Texas Rangers. I'm back in the Mariners. And, and, you know, as you mentioned with that Rangers offense, they have a couple of really good hitters, but they're one of there's a handful of teams like this in baseball that their fifth and sixth hitters are like shouldn't even be starting in a, in a major league lineup. And so if, if those guys get hits, that lineup becomes really dangerous, but that happens like once a week. So yeah. like in that one yeah. game a week, the Rangers have a good offense, but otherwise like it's all about like their top, you know, two, two and yeah. a half hitters and you just throw your best stuff against those guys. And then it's kind of smooth yeah. sailing from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're talking to two guys here who've watched a lot of baseball in, in the early part of last decade with four or five and six hitters that had no business being in the major leagues. So we yes. know what we're talking about. I'm, yes. I'm very aware of, yeah. As, as Astros <laughs> fans, we, we watched uh, the first season that my parents had season tickets to the Astros was one of those years they lost a hundred games. And I went to like every game that summer. Uh, and yeah, it, you're, you were constantly seeing the same thing where it's like, you had like two good hitters and then beyond yeah. that, it, it, it's downhill and it's every yeah. once in a while, those guys get it going and it's fun when you can, break out yeah. and get everybody, you know, nine runs or whatever, but most nights, yeah. most nights, that's not a recipe for success. And that's the Rangers offense. They, 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 they're starting the rebuild. I think they're on the right track. It's just, they, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here too long, but the confusing thing about their decision to spend all this money was they need to do that much more again. Like they were so bad yeah. that they need to go out and do exactly what they did last off season and then double that. And then it's like, okay, now you've got the makings of a good team. Yeah, and then you add in some young guys in the farm system, and they're pretty good. It's just they just don't have enough pieces yet, and I think we've seen that so far early on. You know, they've had a couple of good games for the most part. I still think this Rangers team is is one that's getting a little bit too much respect early on in the season. People yeah. are like, oh, they signed people, and it's like, ah, they're still not that good. Like they still yeah. should not be getting the type of respect they're getting early on. Yep. All right, so apex for me. No total A picks today. Uh, interesting side note. I you know I go through the picks and I make them one by one, and then I noticed that uh, just thought that was interesting. Uh, I got four sides: A picks, Athletics minus one eighteen, Nationals minus one twenty five, Marlins minus one twenty two, and Mariners minus one thirty eight are my four A plays. Cousin Jared, any parting words? No parting words. Baseball season is just a, a great time of year. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model projections, picks, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you've done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all of the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.